you are not living under a rock, then you know the 66th annual Grammy Awards premiered on February 4th, 2024. And so today we are talking all things Grammys. What's up, you guys? Welcome to another episode of the Constance Anna Show. I am your host, Constance. If you're at home listening, you are missing out on a cute look, okay? I got on a purple corset. I got on these pink pants. The breasts is boomed up. The hair is looking right. The face is looking cute, as always. We got to start with my favorite segment, and thank you. Now, for those of you guys that are new here, and thank you is my fashion corner. We review looks. We get into the hottest fashion trends. And like I said today, we're looking at the red carpet looks for the Grammys. Now, as we review these looks, I want y'all in the comments if a look is on point and the girl is eating or if the guy is eating give it a and thank you first on the list we have miss kiki palmer now i must say whoever styled her did a fabulous job this look gets an and thank you from me the dress compliments her body the color compliments her skin the hair color eight and it's a great compliment to the dress. I'm loving the updo, and the septum even gets it in thank you from me. Y'all see what I mean when I say the hair plays a part into the look? The hair does need to compliment the outfit, and Chloe Bailey's stylist did drop the ball on that one. I love everything except for the wig. Next, we have Halle Bailey. Uh, I think she gets the same sentiments. I don't think either of their looks needed to have hair that was just down. I think an updo would have served them well. I'm all for an updo. Whenever you have the chance, get an updo because not every day their hair need to be bust down 30 inches and down to the ground. It don't. And don't ever be afraid to grab a hot comb and press out the bumpy and lumpy parts. Next on the list, Don Richard came out in this very couture, very unique tree dress. It's cute, like if I was at a fashion show and there was a runway and I was sitting front row, yeah, I'd be clapping it up for this one. But because this is at the Grammys and not the Met, I'm not feeling it. Doja Cat, that ass is too fat not to look. I had no idea she was caked up like that back there. Um, I, I wanna say that the dress gets an end thank you. I wanna say that the body gets an end thank you. I do hate that there was a nip slip situation going on. I don't know if that was intentional, but I think the dress is beautiful. I think Doja Cat is beautiful. And I do actually really like this look. This concludes the list of looks that we will be reviewing for today's segment of And Thank You. I wanna know how y'all felt about all the looks. I hope y'all are down below in the comments engaging with me so that we can get a good idea of what y'all's fashion sense is. Now, I don't typically watch award shows partially because I don't have cable, but also because I feel like award shows never give recognition to the one that is truly deserving of the award. I always felt like it was always BS, and Jay-Z kind of touched on it a little bit. I don't know if y'all caught Jay-Z's acceptance speech for the Dr. Dre Global Impact Award, but we're gonna run the clip, and we're gonna talk about it. Run the clip. Obviously, it's subjective because, you know, it's music, and it's opinion-based, but, you know, some things, you know, I don't want to embarrass this young lady, but she has more Grammys than everyone, and never won album of the year. So even by your own metrics, that doesn't work. Think about that. The most Grammys never won album of the year. That doesn't work. You see what I'm talking about? How has Beyonce, the best of the best of the best of the best, not won a Grammy award for the best album of the year award? This is exactly why I stopped seeking external validation. Because for one, 
All of it is subjective. Taste is subjective. Art is subjective. You ain't got to like my art. I can think it's the best of the best of the best of the best. You can think it's the worst of the worst of the worst of the worst. What does what you have to say about my art matter? It don't. But this is also the crazy part. If even the best of the best of the best of the best is not receiving the recognition that she deserves, then I think that that's an indication that there will be several instances in which you aren't being recognized for your talent, for your craft, for your art, for the hard work that you are putting into something. But are you still willing to ride the wave God is asking you to ride? You got people like Victoria Monet and Coco Jones winning awards. You got Fantasia Barino doing a Tina Turner tribute. If that doesn't scream, stay down and just wait till God shakes the table, then I don't know what does. Let's talk about Victoria Monet because I think Victoria Monet truly understood the concept of staying down until your time come around. I want to go ahead and play Victoria Monet's acceptance speech for her best, what did she win? Best new artist of 2024? Play the clip. Thank you, God. This, um, this award was a 15-year pursuit. I moved to LA in 2009, and I like to liken myself to a plant who um, was planted, and you can look at the music industry as soil, and it can look to, be looked at as dirty, or it can be looked at as a source of nutrients and water. And my roots have been growing underneath ground, unseen for so long. And I feel like today I'm sprouting, finally above ground. So I'd like to thank my team of visionaries who could see through that soil, Rochelle, thank you so much. Now, when I saw this acceptance speech, I automatically thought about David from the Bible. Now, to know me is to know that David is my favorite character in the Bible. Uh, initially, he was my favorite because he was a man after God's heart and God anointed him. And so I aspired to be this woman that was after God's heart and that would receive an anointing because of how much I loved God. But the more I began to study David, the more I began to appreciate that David was the underdog. And he really understood the concept of staying down until your time come around. The Bible talks about how David was anointed by God to be king, but David did not get to assume the king role for years. And so in the time of waiting to assume a role after already being anointed, David is the shepherd. Matter of fact, he's the shepherd and he playing the harp for the king. And the king wants to kill David. So can you imagine you anointed to be king you cleaning sheep and lamb shit, and then you running back and forth to play the harp for somebody that want to kill you when really you're supposed to be assuming the position that they're in. But David was so humble. David never killed Saul or tried to kill Saul. David stayed in his lane, and he did what the Lord instructed of him. And so I want to flip this back to Victoria Monet. Apart from it being a 15-year-long run, which she mentioned in her speech, in previous interviews, she also speaks about how she was a songwriter for many big name artists. And so can you imagine aspiring to be this well-known household name, you know, a well-known singer or artist, and instead you're just writing the songs for the big name artists? Like, can you imagine just sitting there and probably, she's probably wondering in the time that she's sitting there like, dang, when is my time gonna come? I wanna talk about being the underdog. I wanna talk about how it's so important for all of us to like be committed to the journey. Back to the David situation, Saul is the king at the time. David's supposed to be king. Saul trying to kill David 
Saul was king for 40 years. David is waiting several years before he can assume the role of king. Victoria Monet talks about how she waited 15 years. To me, it's like it's becoming more and more apparent to me that you got to be committed to that 10, 15, 20-year mark. It could take 30 years. Are you ready? Are you committed? Are you willing to ride the wave that God has you on, even if it don't come across as popular, even if that means you being the underdog, even if that means you picking up sheep and lamb shit? So I got to be honest. Sometimes I ain't feeling it because I'd be like, hold up, give me my respect, okay? Y'all don't appreciate the hard work that I'm putting into this. And you want me to sit back and be okay with the disrespect that I'm receiving? A lot of it is my ego. One thing about being the underdog for me is I do struggle with not feeling respected. Because I got people reaching out to me, not wanting to pay the price for stuff. I got people reaching out to me, not wanting to... The, the way they approach me to even do things is as if they don't respect me. And I be sitting back and I'm like, God, you know what you told me. I know what you told me. Why they can't see what you, anoint, what you have anointed me as? You know, and to be honest, I've been questioning God as far as I've been reading the story of David. I just be asking God. I've been asking him lately, like, what was the point? Like, what was the point of anointing David if David couldn't become king until 30 years after? What's the tea on that? What was your point on that? I'm always asking God, like, why does it have to take so long? What's the point of the 15 years of the 30 years? Why can't it just come because of cause and effect? You know, I've put in this amount of work. Why am I still waiting? But based off of what I've, you know, studied in the Bible and just my own life experiences, I have to believe that it's not time for the Lord to receive true and full glory in my story, in your story, in our stories. You know, I think a lot of the times I look at it from a very selfish perspective and I'm just always thinking about me, 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 me. But I have to remember that I'm simply a vessel for God to use in this lifetime and God is using me to bring glory to him. And so if my story don't end here, I just got to be okay with the fact that it don't end here because at the end of it all, no matter how much I think I'm doing it for me, I'm just not doing it for me. I'm doing it for God. I'm doing it for whomever is behind me. Although I will say that you can come at it with this perspective and you can be positive and you can try to convince yourself that, it's not that bad being an underdog, but I don't want to downplay how it can feel emotionally to be an underdog. I've gone through all the, the different emotions and feels of not feeling like I received the recognition that I deserved. And so since I'm tired of constantly telling my story and speaking my truth, because we've done so many episodes together, I reached out to my Instagram followers and TikTok followers as well. So if you aren't already doing so, make sure you are following me at Black Mocha, B-L-A-C-K-M-0-C-H-A, or you can follow at Constance Inn and Show on either TikTok or Instagram. And I asked my Instagram followers, what their experience as an underdog has felt like. What does it feel like to be an underdog? Provide me with a list of pros. Provide me with a list of cons. And this is what my Instagram followers had to say. Hello? You know me as Kim's Life Blog. Um, being an underdog, uh, it can be a little emotionally draining, especially when you work hard. It's sad that companies um, are looking for a number of subscriber rather than your impact on the people who support you. Um, so unless you're a popular or a celebrity, you're oftentimes overlooked just because you don't have that name and that brand behind you. 
um, to show that you have a strong work ethic. So it can it can be a little bit unmotivating if that's a, a good word for it. But yeah, sometimes you know people taking a chance on you would be surprised by the outcome of your work ethic. Thanks for calling, Kim. And I actually have the perfect response for you. Another one of my followers wrote in and said, and this is at Kirby Barrage. She said, you're never truly overlooked. Just keep creating and people will start to catch on. And I absolutely love that perspective because we convince ourselves that we're being overlooked when really we're just showing our art to people that don't like our art. You know, it's definitely up to us to broaden our horizons and broaden our audience. You know, I took a one-on-one masterclass like, sometime last year and the instructor talked about how when you plant something if it is not growing you don't change the seed you change the soil now i don't know how <laughs> accurate that is to gardening but that analogy or metaphor made sense to me make the kind of art that you want to make but don't change the art to receive recognition or validation change where you are putting the art if you're showing the art on YouTube and people ain't finding it, put it on TikTok. You know, change the medium in which you are showcasing your art. Another thing I want to touch on when it comes to being overlooked, like we be convincing ourselves we're overlooked. But if you believe that you are walking in your purpose and what you were doing, then that means that God has anointed you to do that thing. God has written that Kim is going to be the best hair reviewer in the world or influence in the world. I don't know what it is that you aspire for, but based on what I know, I know that you um, do hair reviews. And if y'all haven't checked out my girl, check out my girl. But I'm just using her as an example. If God has anointed you, then you cannot be overlooked because the Almighty is looking over you. Not only is the Almighty looking over you, but the Almighty is guiding you. Little by little, step by step, day by day, he's guiding our footsteps. So how could we ever be overlooked when his light shines bright on us? People going to reject your art. Some people may not like your art, but if they're rejecting you, they ain't for you and they rejecting the Lord. They was rejecting Jesus and overlooking Jesus at a point in time. This is a submission from at Nice Eyes. And she says that the con is a lack of respect and getting overlooked for certain opportunities. Now, this is a thing. Anytime I don't get an opportunity, I have to believe that God was like, nah, Constance is going to thrive better somewhere else. And I just sit and I wait for that better thing to come my way. Now, with the pros, she said, you don't have to deal with as much pressure from social media. I think that that's fair. I think just in general, like when you're the underdog or when you're overlooked or when you are in your beginning stages of growth, you have so much room and opportunity to explore and experiment with your art without feeling like, oh my God, if I change this, I'm going to lose the 10 subscribers that I got. Like them 10 subscribers here today, gone tomorrow. Don't get me wrong. I be loving my little 10. I love all of y'all, but I'm just saying, I'm not afraid to experiment with my art because I'm still evolving and I don't have hundreds and thousands and millions of people that I have to cater to in order to survive right now. And I think that's the beauty alone in its own. I create because I love to create like, yes, I want a stream of income, but I don't have to create in order to make ends meet tomorrow. I just don't. That's a blessing alone on its own. As much as I aspire to make money from the thing that I create, I love that this thing ain't like, I love that I don't have to sell my soul to it. You know, I just don't because when I shut this camera off, I'm still getting paid for my nine to five. Um, it ain't the, the dream, but I'm just saying, I think that that's another pro. Uh, another one of my followers at unexpected said, Hmm, the pro is a good question. I never 
thought about any pros. So I think that that's good that we're doing this episode because a lot of people probably can't think of pros. I asked my followers, I didn't get too many submissions because I think we're so used to seeing the lack of recognition as a negative thing. But I do definitely think that there are some pros. Uh, I had another follower say, and this is from at Zarak, which we need you on the show. So have your people connect with my people. Really just have your people send me a DM because I am my people. And let's get something going. Okay, as The Rock said, the pros is you get to practice and go through certain ups and downs before people really catch on. So when things actually do go right, you'll be ready. And I like that. You have so much time to prepare as the underdog. When you don't have hundreds of millions and thousands of followers, this is really just practice. You know, we talked about preparation in another episode. And I think that that's really what God is using this time for. You talk about you want to be in front of hundreds and thousands. Let's talk about me. I talk about uh, I want to be a talk show host and have a live audience with hundreds and thousands of millions of people. I got to make sure I'm able to do it in front of one person, in front of two people, in front of three people. One of the coolest things about having help last year and having Benicia was that I got to do this in front of somebody else. And it was a little intimidating because I was so used to doing it in four walls in a room with just four walls and myself. But now I'm having somebody on the other side of the camera. And it's like, okay, I got me a little mini show going. You know what I'm saying? And little by little, God is going to use these experiences to prepare me. So I think, you know, being in the beginning stages, you have a lot of space, time, and opportunity to really grow, evolve, practice, and get better without being scrutinized. And this is the last submission that I had, and it is from at MF Sock. And they said, the pros is the chip on your shoulder. That chip will probably push you to be better than you ever could have been. And artists get satisfaction from being the best versions of themselves. Okay, I actually commented, and I was like, I like this perspective, but now that I'm rereading it, I don't really get the chip on your shoulder. I guess I don't understand that phrase. But if that's the pro that you see, and it might have made sense to somebody else, that's another pro. You guys, there are so many positives to the life that we live right now. So we don't have to try to rush and get out of it. I know y'all know that. I ain't trying to make this too cliche. I was going to do some word association. But I think we'll just save that for the next episode. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. That concludes today's show. If you aren't already doing so, follow me everywhere at BlackMogaBillyCKM0CHA. Follow the show at Constant Sanin Show. Everything will be on the screen. Leave this show a review and rating if you haven't already done so. And yeah, I was going to come up with some cliche, but I ain't got nothing cliche to say. I love you guys. Peace.